This is Purple Radio On Demand. All right, well, uh, good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we are joined here today by uh, Diddy Bostock, Beckles' friend of ours here at The Brew. Good afternoon. How are you doing, everyone? Yeah, very well, very well. Uh, Beavis, how do you like your brew? So I take my brew very milky Earl Grey, and it's uh, it's very much the first thing that I like to do in the uh, in the morning. Have a nice milky strong brew. A milky Earl, Earl Grey, really? Yeah. I wouldn't be doing enough caffeine for me. I have to say, <laughs> it's more of a late night thing. Okay, so um, Diddy, we are you are someone I would say who are you're very conscious about climate. This is part of the reason that we've got you on today. Now, I would say, I don't know about you, Zach, but I would say that climate change is something that I'm very aware of as being something that needs to be addressed very quickly. But you are someone who I think is quite unique, who are, you are constantly thinking about it, I think. You're constantly thinking about it in every single action you do, you are conscious of it. You were telling me about like a shot glass you were taking at Fabs and then thinking, oh, this is going to end up in landfill, you know, kind of going through the travel circle of it. Yeah, I think this is a, this is a point that I, that I personally have in my life quite, quite a lot, is that every action I do I know will have an impact on this planet whether it's driving here to do this this uh, radio show or taking a train taking a flight going to Jimmy's and taking their their plastic cups like what what's the life cycle of that plastic cup going to be it's gonna you're 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 gonna have your drink it's gonna go in into the bin and it's gonna end up in landfill where it's gonna stay there for hundreds of years if not thousands of years so everything that we do hasn't hasn't uh, will, will 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 change this planet in in some way so it's something that's constantly on on my uh my mind and i think should be on, on other people's minds as well yeah definitely i mean i think that's actually the main contrast with with diddy is that compared to your your average person at university um which is sort of the time when a lot of people are living frivolously not really caring about a lot of the uh, the bigger picture you're sort of contrasting that quite heavily with your sustainable outlook i mean it's it may be it's a bit more normal as we get into adulthood and start working and stuff to start thinking about that sort of thing a bit more seriously but i think that's the reason perhaps so i almost think you are you almost you sometimes feel quite guilty you kind of take on the burden of climate change and with the guilt around you now do people need to do that for this this for this problem to be addressed um should it should it not be for example when you're thinking about the plastic cup and jimmy's is it not on jimmy's to be supplying like for them to be doing better with that yeah so this is this is quite a common quite a common thing that people do is that it's the uh playing the uh, the blame game like who mm. is who is to blame? We are all living on this planet right now, and we all are changing it. And so we, we it's very easy to go and point the finger and say, actually, you're doing more than me. Mm. So therefore, I can carry on with my life. Happy days. Um, so I think every, every, every little helps in the, in the words of Tesco. I think those really small, those really small changes can make a big difference. Because if you have five million people making a small change, that's suddenly quite a major change. Yeah, hundred percent. So if if everyone in Jimmy's were to suddenly be like, oh, actually, I don't want these like throwaway plastic cups, and just stop buying drinks and be like, we're only going to buy drinks when they have reusable cups. Yeah, that that would be quite a big change, and it would force them to to change the way that they that they sell their uh, their drinks. Yeah. 
so I think quite a big quite a big thing is that we are all we are all doing bad and we can all make small changes in our lives that will all add up to make big changes are we doing badly though because if, especially for example with uh with climate change in general i feel like it's almost something that we've woken up to in our generation and the burden is now being shifted and that's fine like i'm you know i think we like we're all very capable of taking on this you know thing and addressing it and trying to deal with it but um like okay we when you want to go into it like worldwide the uk is doing pretty well you know in things like this and it's almost like how drastic does it need to be because it's almost do you do you put off people from uh would people are people almost sometimes put off by like the do you think there's a stigma around like the preachy kind of climate changer the yeah and i think i think i often get that i often am viewed as, as that person for sure mm. but i think there's a lots of people think that governments are the people that should be making the making the changes um saying that the only large-scale changes can come from governments um, but I'm I'm trying to preach a very different different thing to that is that we can all be making a change It doesn't matter who you are You are able to make quite a large change on this on this planet But the governments are essentially the people who are going to be able to Implement the most You could say effective I guess because when you think about it I mean, I'm just thinking like huge huge industry and stuff like this. This is this seems to be the problem with just like our consumer rates and stuff So you just look at Australia right now the guy who just got in they should just got in on the back of saying Labour, wait, AF, AF, yeah, Labor, yeah, yeah, that guy whatever Scott Morrison is it? Yeah, like climate denier And yes. then this guy just got in on the back of going like no It's a real issue and we're gonna have to address it that way and that feels like in Australia now if I'd voted for him I would feel like that's kind of like I have done an effective independent but, thing towards it That yeah. doesn't mean you can then just yeah, hang Absolute on my boots. All responsibility. I'm not saying that, but I am just saying that, like the weight of responsibility, like the the finger needs to be more like pointed at our governments significantly more. I think, yeah, I think, and I do, I do think that's a, that's a really good point. <laughs> but I think that governments, again and again, have proven themselves to fail. If we if we look back at, at like climate policies from like the 1990s, year on year they have failed, and it's as simple as that. Countries have failed to reach the the, uh, have have failed to to reach the things that they that they said they would actually do, um, and that's over the past 30, 40 years. So governments are not doing enough. Also, countries are people. That's what I think we seem to forget. It's not like the government's just going to do something and everyone else is going to carry on eating meat and driving big, expensive, gas-guzzling cars, and then the government's just going to do things and we're going to still meet all our quotas, isn't it? Yeah, that's true. But then, at what point does it have to be forced in? So you've got things like, uh, was it... Um, it doesn't have to be forced and to be incentivised, and then that incentive has to be acted upon. Incentivised? So, like, uh, recently, was it uh, in Oxford, where the council had made... They, they went vegan completely? Now, that is kind of... That's Wait, one really? of those... I haven't... I haven't yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, let's just fact-check that for a second. You're saying the entirety of Oxford. No, 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 the council, the council. Like, the meals that they were eating in the council. Okay. We're going vegan. Yeah, no, I could see that. Now, that's one of those things where that's not... That's... Uh, is That's more of a drastic step than telling people in your... Is that, is that yeah, legitimate? Is, yeah, You're yeah. seeing that, yeah. So, that's more li than just preaching on the streets for people to kind of cut down on the meat consumption. That's quite, like, a significant thing to do. Leading but, by example, almost. I, I, 
Do you think it will come to that point? Do you think it should come to that point? Should we start regulating on uh, meat consumption? Uh, not not necessarily on 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 eating, on eating meat, but I think governments should be bringing much harsher regulations to our to our lives if we actually want to make a difference. And this has to be a global thing. Mm. Okay. See another. So you, also... you're a man who likes to travel, right? You've uh, you've been to India and stuff like this. Yeah, yeah. Now, you are. Uh, is it fair to say that you would almost like question going to certain places now because just getting on a plane in and of itself? Would you feel a guilt to that? Yeah, I feel I feel a really big sense of guilt stepping on any plane. So for every every k a plane travels, each person is going to make sixty six grams of carbon. So let's say you're flying to to I don't know. Sorry, uh, Diddy, could you just contextualise what 66 grams of carbon actually means? I'm sure a lot of people wouldn't necessarily have anything. So, one, it's about one petagram of carbon dioxide in the, in the atmosphere, which is a really, that's a yeah. really lar large amount, is about the same as one degree Celsius of warming globally. Yeah. So if we break down what a, what a, what a, what a petagram is... That would be 10 to the 12 grams of carbon. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. It's something like that. I'm. I'm. I'm actually not too sure. But the whole point is That's that. That's a lot of carbon. Is that? Is that? That is a lot of carbon, and that carbon We're comes from thousands of billions. Yeah. Yeah. Of grams. But that carbon comes from from small inputs. Yeah. By seven billion people, eight billion people. So if everyone is is taking a flight and they're all making how many kilos of of, uh, of carbon going back into the atmosphere. It just it just starts to add up. So if I know that I'm not going to fly and I'm going to take a train instead, I know my carbon footprint will be so much lower than if I were to take a flight. So flying is flying is something that actually that's very recent has come under has come has come under the question of like climate scientists because they were very much the people in like the 1990s who who really have changed the way that we take our trips now. So in like the 1990s, they were really pushing for cheap flights and for everyone to go uh, to foreign countries. Whereas prior to that, it was only of something for for sort of like the wealthy people that actually could. Now the masses can go and fly because flying is so cheap. Um, and so, yeah, that's a, that's a really good thing. You say that, and that is kind of what I thought. Although this morning I was just looking. So only two to 4% of the global population flew internationally in 2018. Two to 4% yeah. of the global population. Further than that, it, well, this is kind of connected, but that's a big percentage. Then it goes into one percent of world population emits fifty percent of CO two from commercial aviation. Yeah, and that's and where is that one? That top one? That's they're all they're all in the West. They're all in like Europe, in like in like in like the US. And I think we are we we live these luxury lives where we're making so much carbon. And we are so much to blame, and the impact is not is not is not going on us. The impact is going on on people who aren't who aren't flying. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. For example, people in Kenya or Tanzania or in 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 India, people who couldn't dream of flying to a to other countries because it's just something that they could never pay for. Okay, so here's here's something I've just been thinking about. So, arguably. This, if you think about this, uh, this this issue, this is like a like it is a collective burden. It's like something we're all in, we're lumped in together, and 
bite you. Okay, so if you if you if you fly around the world and you go to a really interesting place city and you stay there for th three or four weeks and you fly there, okay, you've taken a you've taken something, but you learn a new culture, you learn new people, you might even see the way that they are affected by climate. Then you go back and go, oh, we got to deal with that, right? To the same extent, it's like, okay, when I was thinking when I was watching the COP in Glasgow, right? Here we are. We're all discussing how bad this is, but let's all fly in from every corner of the globe on yeah, a private yeah, jet and discuss thing. how bad you know airline travel is. You know, it's just one of those things where I think you will you will get on another plane, surely. Yeah, I have. I, yeah, I I have. So I, I I did stop flying for two years, or three three years, and I have recently just booked a flight. Was that more out of like how much was that COVID, or were you just literally going? I'm not going on a plane. No, it was just I'm going to try and I'm going to try to get to if I'm if I'm going to a foreign country, I'm going to try every other means other than flying to get there. I mean, it, it does also mean that you often end up paying a lot more to to get a train or a bus over to France, and then you have the rest of Europe. Um, but it's yeah, I think it was, it was more of like a of like a climate guilt thing. Hmm. But there's a, I think this is this is something that you've also made me think about a lot. Is that actually maybe maybe sometimes I don't think about my my myself enough. Maybe I think about like the rest of the planet. And actually, how can how can one live a live a happy life if you're always having to stress about like just stuff? Yeah, yeah, it's so true. And such a and such a like a monumental thing as this. If you you literally, I do think you kind of have taken on. Look, if we were all thinking like you, I think this would be solved tomorrow. Genuinely, if, yeah. Like, from and this is the day that, to day. That I do, I do often think about like, oh, if we all thought like thought like this, it would be but, fine, happy days. Uh, not feasible. But I suppose so. I suppose so. But then it's like if we were all, if we all went to Jimmy's and then we all just started having the thought of the plastic cup, the plastic cup might still be there. But people are still thinking about it. Yeah, I, I guess it's a, is it is it the is it the thought that counts that has to, you have to have something to 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 like spark something. If you if you want change, it has to start somewhere. Yeah, I and mean, that change will start with a thought. Yeah, I don't I don't think it's something you can like start because you literally have just said it's a collective burden. It's not it's not something that it should now just be like oh. Damn! Like, how much have I? How much is my footprint today? You know, like, oh no, conscious. If you're overly consuming and you're doing it in the right way, but like the way you're going around your day-to-day -day business, you probably still think that you're having too much of an impact. Yeah. Okay. In an in an in an ideal world, I'd happily live in the middle of nowhere. No, you would. Just growing, no, just growing my own food and living off the land. But the reality is, definitely see that. The reality is that to bring you up into this fully fledged human being that we have in front of you that costs a lot of things that and that you are a, you are a consumer do you know what i mean like yeah. you being on this planet just instantly has an impact on it instantly there's another place that you need to make room so for. you're so you're so you're saying that actually it would be fine if the world population was a lot smaller and that people just stopped having having i mean I, you can you can population is one of those things where you cannot look where i think it's going to level out but you can't you can't tell people just like stop having kids you cannot i i don't know because like look how in china now in about 20 years time everyone there is going to be a bloke basically like that is the kind of like the way it's going Wait, a lot of the time because if you implement a one-child policy then i'm not saying everyone but the, like it is getting very dramatic yeah, that's, as not, we that's, watch because that's not happening anymore though 
now they're just now in China it's gone the complete opposite way. Really? People are just having loads and loads of kids. Is it not still a one child policy? No. No, it, that, it, it kind of it so that stopped very recently. It was it was it was relaxed very recently. Really? Well that was probably in like kind of dealing with that. I don't know, I'd heard that basically a lot of the time when it comes down to it and you're thinking like, oh, you know, keep the family name alive, this sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's about being Lots able to be in, in Chinese culture, the, often a boy would grow up and look after the family, look after the parents, the parents would go and live with the, 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 the man, whereas a woman would often be married off to another family and wouldn't then be able to look after parents and look after families in their old age. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. these these single Chinese kids have also led to things called um, something like prince and princess kids because you have these three the, these these families of three, and these parents just spoil their kids so yeah. much because it's just them, and that and that going going back to like to like climate and things like that is just these these kids will always get Entitled. what they want yeah, yeah. And, and actually they they can end up having. A larger impact on on the planet just because they they live these like spoiled lives. So, what what do we think about China's impact on the environment? And is it not a bit hypocritical of us to be critical of China? Uh, yeah, so that, that is that's a really really good point. China actually recently did the biggest in investment in re renewable energies in the world um, of. I'm at, I have no idea how much, but it was in the in the billions of pounds. It was much bigger than any other government had pledged to to that type of um, energy. But still, that was only a fraction of the energy that they were making because they are such a large country. They are such a large country. Of course. So they 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 still and they're going through a, a phase of hyper-industrialization at the moment. Yeah, but also we are we're just giving them all of our we are we are offsetting all of our carbon to them. So we've the, the the industry that was once in the UK and was e emitting lots of carbon is now in China. Yeah. So that, that that carbon is still there. It's just the source of it has changed. The source of that carbon has changed. So we we we're really in no in no place to to go and blame China or like India because actually that carbon that was that they're making was yeah what we once we were doing it and that carbon that they're making is actually for us because we're buying lots of the goods that they are making. No, uh -huh. I mean, how do you, how do you tell someone off for something that you've you literally just completed doing? It's, it's just like a matter of convenience that, like in the West, industrial revolutions have been and gone, and now we're like turning around and going, ah, oh, like that's not good. But yeah, I guess the China's argument, just now caught up. The argument would be ignorance on our behalf, and now there is not necessarily as much of that ignorance. There. So there was a really big movement in India uh, in the early noughties, late nineties that. India didn't want to make any pledges to cut their carbon output because they were very much in the in the viewpoint that climate change was not their problem. Climate change has been caused by these Western countries that have been that you know came up with like steam power and, and that kind of stuff. Yeah, and it started hundreds of years ago, and they were not the cause of it. So why should they be having to make a sacrifice? Yeah. Um, for for something that they didn't cause and like also, that's a very valid point i think going back to what you were saying earlier it's easy to it's easy to go at this climate change thing from a point of privilege where 
you can afford to give up some of those luxuries almost. I mean, you were saying about, I mean, let's, let's be honest, not being able to fly internationally is obviously could be a slight inconvenience, but it's not exactly the end of the world, is it? Whereas for some of these people in India and, and in the UK, all over the world, but in much less privileged situations, surely their effects of having to sacrifice certain things for climate change is going to have a much more significant impact on their lives and maybe even give them suffering. Yeah, I think I think we we definitely do view it from a very high point of view and I'm ve I know that I'm very lucky to actually to actually make those 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 sacrifices. Um and yeah, that that that's a, that's a very valid point. That's a very valid point. You've stumped him. So. Yeah, I am. I'm, 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 I'm actually a bit, uh, a bit stumped by that. No, but I was. I wasn't even saying it in a in a way to stump you. It was more like we were talking about India. You can. I can definitely see why the Indian government would say we're not going to do that. Not even because they're saying it's not our fault. Just because they might be like, we've got to take the the lives of our our citizens, our people first. And if we start saying, okay, fine, we're gonna not industrialize. We're not gonna you do all these amazing things of uh, to improve people's lives that have been done by us in the past hundred years and then people are going to stay in poverty food hygiene all that sort of stuff is just going to stay yeah but actually i think i think it's not even it's not even a thing just in in india it's also here in the in the uk in that um, definitely definitely in that there are people that are really living on the on the uh, bread yeah. line with with nothing yeah it's definitely been made cheaper it's much much cheaper to be able to buy you know fast food well actually well, I've, just, I've just had like this, crappy food though. i've had this exactly crappy food but i've had this debate with you before because you would argue obviously when diddy goes to the shop and he's buying a cucumber and his roast vegetables it actually can be really cheap it's more it's more the sort of the diet that we're used to the british diet if you want to sustain that then it's much easier to have uh battery farmed chickens batch farmed eggs if you want organic free range if you want that stuff that's had been better for the environment it tends to be if it's better for the environment it's more expensive and so, so i think how can you expect someone who's living on the bread line uh on benefits to then go out and and then you you go and wave your finger at them for not buying free-range eggs or not buying free-range chicken. This is definitely something that I lie in bed at night think, th thinking about is that is that actually e everyone on this planet has to have a good source of protein and of food and that's not going to come from from this like wishy-washy farming where you say it's all green it's like there are no pesticides and, th and things like that if we want to feed this planet we have to do intensive forms of farming that's a fact but are there ways that we can do that 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 will lessen the 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 impact and i'm not really sure if there are it's a really hard thing to actually manage it's a really hard thing to manage yeah and i'd be very surprised if you had the anecdote up your sleeve <laughs> yeah. maybe fair. maybe i don't know well to be fair i mean this is where one of the biggest arguments of vegetarianism comes in because it's something ridiculous like 40 percent of all land on earth is used for agriculture at the moment yeah and if you were to take 
the amount of land used for meat and you were to replace that with crops, it's not even comparable how much more food you would get from replacing the meat with plants. What, because because the, the just plants would make so much more food? So much more food. And the space. think about yeah. the amount of space you'd need to rear maybe 100 cows and think how much surface area you could cover with crops for that. So for and how much less water you would need to feed those crops. Because at the end of the day, you're feeding cows crops, so you still have to yeah, grow yeah, exactly. the crops to feed the cows. And those crops need water, the cows then need water, they need food. It's something, Fertilizer as well is a massive something ridiculous. Thing. Like if, <coughs> if you see, you need something like an Olympic-sized swimming pool of water to feed, to get X amount of meat. And when you see how much it is, it's really not what you'd expect is yeah, sort of so w water is definitely the the uh, another big big factor that i that i think about and so when i'm when i'm doing the washing up at home i love to use like a, a basin a tub mm. whereas most people i've seen at uni will just like let the let the water run and that's something that i often think about i'm like wow that's such a waste of water because mm. because there are people in this world that do not have the luxury of being able to turn on the tap and have running water. So when I when I was I, I stayed in Kyrgyzstan for a bit, the people that I lived with did not have the luxury of having running water, and that was a really hard thing. They just had a stream like sort of nearest their house, and that's where they got all their water from. It was pretty it was pretty dirty water, um, and that's where they did their their all their washing and sort of like food stuff with this like dirty stream water. But this goes back to what I was saying earlier, right? So there you are, watching. Let's say Zach do 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 the dishes, and he's got the tap on. Well, and then you're now thinking. You're now thinking. I'm not sure Zach would be doing the dishes. Okay, but no, you're thinking of that time in your gap year where you were you were with people who weren't fortunate enough to have that liberty, and and now you. This it's kind of like what I was saying earlier with the India thing. You had to fly there to get there, but then now that's an experience which you're implementing, yeah, and, and then so you're consciously just, thinking about climate. Like you know what I mean? Full, 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 full circle, circle completely, because yeah. you wouldn't have really been having that thought maybe if you hadn't had that experience. I don't think that's a very valid point personally. No, I actually, I, I definitely do, I definitely do. What you, so you think... The fact that Ginny has experienced, the world but he's literally, he's lived and experienced and he's seen how like, how okay, something fine, for I'm, him is easy to get his water to put the tap on, how to ask some people that cannot be, that's just not the case. That doesn't necessarily and then, justify no, the... I'm not saying it justifies it, but what, what I am saying is what I said earlier, like, I don't necessarily think that you can you can you can get experiences which then you could use to change. I mean, I don't know. There must be some reason why, like the politicians and everyone, they 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 go around and they actually want to see it, experience it. If it, if if maybe it's something as trivial as a photo shoot, which most of the time it probably is, mm. then that's fine. But there must be something in it where it's like actually get there and see it in person and like work it yeah, out. Yeah, I think I think seeing things in person definitely does change it for sure. Yeah. For sure. And I think I I, I do I do think that Callum's point is very, very valid. That actually I had to I had to go there, emit a ton of carbon to actually go there mm -hmm. and see it and then that changed my my point of view. It was it was definitely something I was conscious about prior to going, but I also think that going there, I was like, wow, okay, this is very very real. It's a very valid thing. Mm. Do you think part of the problem with a lot of the thing is just that by the time, by the who like who, to me, I think when it comes to it, who who's going to be able to implement 
the most effectively and quickest, the biggest and most drastic change would be, obviously it's on the individual if we all start doing it, but then like big things if you want to take, uh, if you want to go fully electric cars, these things have to come from governments. Mm. And there are elected representatives. A huge problem is just the time that, by the time the election comes up, I, I've seen it, so climate is now more in the conversation. It comes right to why do they? But it's always a sideline. I don't it's always agree a sideline. I don't agree with you. Well, just that you could go electric yourself. If if there was a mentality, if everyone was like Diddy, and there was a mentality for everyone to go electric, then that would happen. And I think. Do you think even, everyone would have stayed inside if Boris Johnson hadn't told you to stay inside? No, I that's, don't. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So if you want to do like a drastic big change, and if you if if you, it's all very well like now if you want if you got an electric car and you're like okay that's fine, but not everyone would do that. But then if 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 well, so Boris goes on the TV and goes oh right we're going fully electric by 2023, that's something where it's like okay, how's that going to happen though? It, it could happen. Fully could happen. But may, so many people are not going to be able to afford a brand new Tesla or. An yeah, but they'll make car. the date. They probably already have a date. They probably already have a date that they're working to, like a twenty thirty five or something. They probably do have that. Fair. And part and part of the problem is that for a lot of people, you know, like for for a lot, of, like, the country is on its ass at the moment. And when you get round to it, you're you're not going to be. Re, re, a lot of people are not going to be re realistically thinking about which government is going to be best for solving climate if you're living through a period of austerity you're going to be thinking about which is going to be best for me and my family and like how we're going to just get out of this what we're in and sadly climate a lot of the time falls down on the falls down on the list of priorities in in political debate and things yeah definitely but i think that's just because we've we we're, we're we're geared up and so this, this is something we, we we were talking about last week that we're always geared up for like growth and more and more and more there has to be a point where we stop and be like okay we're happy with where we are you know it's, we don't have to always get get growth on our on our on our um companies and and money like the the the, the value of our, of I don't our, think our money. but it's not That's people seeking growth some people are just literally just literally seeking like a good quality of life it's not of course, it's people seeking growth. That's literally all it is. Okay, but people okay, but Diddy's sentiment more. sounded to me a bit like, oh, you know, it's the over, it's the over consumer society. Yeah, I, that, definitely. That's not the point I was making. The point I was making is, if you have to worry about your next meal, you're going to be more likely to listen to the person who's, who's like going to be fulfilling, like that the best, rather than that's going to be at the top of your priority list, no matter what. I I think, and climate is not, and I think that's. And that's a lot of the reason why it's kind of almost like a footnote in a lot of political debates. It's not. It's not necessarily just because we're like. I'm not saying. I know so overconsumption is is literally the reason that we have this thing. Yeah. So you're saying there are there are bigger fish to fry. No, they're not bigger. On but on an independent level in someone's life, there are bigger fish to fry. Yeah. A lot of the yeah, time, yeah. there are. Goes back to the point of privilege. It's a privileged situation to be in to actually be able to care about climate change. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I also think so. I was very much brought up with my in my family being like, oh, okay, this is this is wrapped in plastic. This is this is from you know Spain or or, or my, our food is from Spain, and that was always something that we that we thought about. That was always something that was when we sat down for like a meal. We're like, oh, where's our where's our food come from? How how, how have we got here? And that was very that was very much something that I was pr brought up as doing. But I do I do wonder how. How 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 other people are are brought up, 
Well, yeah, but, the, but the, that's the point. If it's if you're at a situation where you you you're not even able to like peruse through your food and go like ah oh, Chile, okay, ah uh, Spain. If you're literally like, where's the food coming from? You don't. You're not thinking like how right. I'll go out and get the food which is gonna have less of a, a like a, a footprint. You're not gonna be thinking like that. And is that? I uh, know. I would. I would. So, so is it almost like if we solve? Do, 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 if you, we solve... do you know what the uh, what the sandwich with the lowest carbon footprint is? If, no, go on. If you, if you were to go to a uh, to a to a Plowman's. to a, to a, to a, to a pret or something, and you were to pick a sandwich, what has the lowest carbon footprint? A plowman's cheese and onion sandwich or something. Plowman's, yeah, okay, kind of. Actually, no, a cow, of course not. Um, would it be lowest carbon footprint? It would be one of those vegetarian sandwiches, wouldn't it? Yeah, so it's it's a it's it's a, it's a vegetarian sandwich, yeah. Because meats have a very high yeah. carbon <laughs> carbon footprint. Okay, I'll buy jam sandwich. Jam, jam sandwich from Pratt. That is my favourite. Yeah. That is my favourite. Jam sandwich is going to be low carbon though. Uh, but I guess sugar. Sugar might have quite a large carbon footprint if it's being grown in grown in like the uh, in the Caribbean. True. Um, so well, I'll reveal I'll, it. I'll put you out of your misery. It's a uh, it's an egg and cress sandwich. Of course. I was thinking egg and crust as well. Egg and crust sandwich. Very low okay. carbon footprint. Nice. And like you can you can definitely see why I mean it definitely wouldn't be my first choice of I like uh, an egg and crust. sandwich. I like personally, an egg and personally crust. I'm not a huge fan as much. I don't like an egg and crust. Oh, no, no, I'm not a fan. No, I'm not a fan. Really. I don't like I don't like any just like egg and a sandwich that I've not it's literally not straight out of the frying pan. It just seems a bit wrong to me. Cold egg. I'm not a fan of it. Would you Fair would enough. you go would you go when you go to a uh, chippy, would you get a pickled egg? Never in a million years. One of my favourites. Really? I've never done that. Of all time. Pickled Literally, egg, pickled onion, let's go. Chip in Ox Gangs, I know their pickled eggs have been there for about 15 years. I'm not going to yeah, anywhere near them. Yeah, but yeah, that's, that's, that's the whole joy of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. But even still, I think there's a, there comes a point where it's like, is, is it pickled or is it fossilised? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> talking, of, talking of sandwiches, right, one of my favourite sandwiches of all time is the prawn sandwich. The prawn mayo sandwich. Oh, oh you're a man who likes a prawn sandwich. And I know, and I know, weirdly, I would have thought Diddy being the vegetarian type would maybe like a bit of fish on side. No, yeah, no. Diddy hates Diddy will hate prawns. And not for, I mean, maybe it's disguising a fussy, a fussy <laughs> eating habit. But I don't think Diddy's much of a fussy eater. I think he genuinely has a severe moral aversion to fish. And I mean, yeah, I'm gonna I'm go into that. Definitely, I think. So I'm, I, I, I assume lots of our, lots of our listeners have listened, have seen Sea Spiracy. <clears throat> Sea spiracy is the worst. Which is okay, yeah. It's filled with time. it's filled with a lot of tripe. tripe. It's it filled was. it's filled with a lot of tripe, if you will. That's but a huge. That's, I don't even think even if there's even if there's even if there's an I, I'll let you finish. But even if there's an iota of something that is not true, I think that is. Com if we're all gonna get if we're all gonna get behind this, and you really want to like get people to cut down on on what we're doing to the oceans, tell them the truth. Yeah, I don't think hyperbole it's will scare people, truth. but then the hyperbole will be like, as soon as someone goes, oh, see, see how now it's just like sea spiracy, ah, you know. Yeah, so there, there was there was there was a lot of stuff that was wrong within within the uh, the documentary, but I think the whole underlying concept of it was a really good idea. Definitely, definitely. That our seas are dying, and mm -hmm. they are really dying, and we have just been using and abusing them. And so prawns, prawns, very, prawns are, 
a sort of that the basis of uh, of like that of that of the of the sea of the seafood chain mm-hmm. of the of the of the food chain and we're just taking them out uh, or that all they're being farmed uh, farm, far, farming prawns is awful because it means you have to take what was farmland like really good farmland and just fill it with salt water which obviously has a very bad impact on the surrounding wildlife is there and no way of farming at sea what, on far, coastal farming? coastal i mean i'm sure i'm I, i'm sure there are but but prawns are prawns are quite small you'd have to have quite like a very tight-knit cage to actually farm them yeah fair enough but i i think i've just very much got into the habit of not not eating fish because i feel the sense of guilt when i when i eat fish mm. But I do love a prawn mayo sandwich every now and then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If it's if it's in the uh, re reduced section, I definitely, I definitely smash that. Mm. Yeah. So you're not completely cut them out. No, I think if, just if food is so tuna, another tuna is one of the tuna tuna apps. You know, no, yeah. It's like really? I wouldn't, I wouldn't. So you wouldn't that. have a tuna 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 sweet corn sandwich. No, because they're all the, the tuna can't be farmed. It, it's yeah, insane. Tuna it's really insane to think that we are. Have you seen a tuna? They, they are. Yeah. They are. Have you seen a tuna? They are insane. I've never seen a tuna in the flesh. Tuna wouldn't fit in this room. No. They are go- they're that, gorgeous creatures. They're gorgeous creatures. A tuna would not fit in this a room. Tuna. No, they're a full size, full size tuna could be like double the height of this ceiling. Blue and, fin, uh, like yellow. Also, fin. if you catch like a yellowfin tuna, if you catch a yellowfin tuna, you could sell it for like sixty k. Big news. Yeah, they, Big they are enormous. But they, yeah. the, the issue is they, they cannot be farmed. And I know that if I can go in, I can go into the small Sainsbury's here in Durham, and I know that I'll be able to get a tin of tuna. Yeah. And I know that most small shops I go into within the UK, within Europe, I'll be able mm-hmm. to get tin tuna. Mm-hmm. That's an enormous amount of tuna that has all been caught wild. Mm. These these populations of fish are not able to to grow at all because we're just constantly taking fish out all the time, all the time. And so that's one. That's definitely one of the big reasons why I don't eat tuna is because it cannot be farmed. It's all caught wild, which I think is just a really bad thing. Yeah, that's. I haven't really thought of it like that actually, because that's exactly what it is, isn't it? It would be like there's no other meat. There's no meat in terms of land meat that we eat on the scale of fish that is just not farmed. hunted. Yeah, we're, we're mm. literally hunting it. You know, it would be like going out. It's like bush meat almost. It's like yeah, yeah. just be going. I mean, obviously deer, maybe. Yeah, but de- deer but venison farmed as well. Firstly, like when when do you have venison? Once, yeah, blue never. moon. Yeah. Um, but even so, yeah, it'd be farmed. Um, I don't know. Yeah, the tuna. That'd be that'd be sad if there's no tuna left. I have to say. They are gorgeous creatures as well. They yeah, are, they're, they're so massive. Insane. Like they're actually, so, they're so fast as well. Yeah, they're so fast, aren't they? Something like they can swim at like seventy mile an hour. They're like these massive big creatures. Yeah, and the, but it's the yellow fin as well. Is such a is it the yellow so, fin? So you have yellow, yellow fin, fin and, blue, and fin. blue fin. Yeah, in the tins it would normally be blue fin. Yellow fin is like a big sushi delicacy. Mm. You were one of the most expensive meats you can get on earth. There is, there's, there's definitely, there is tasty, but I think there's a big, I, f- I feel a big sense of guilt if I were to eat tuna. Mm, okay. And what do about, you, do you feel a big sense of guilt, like milk in the tea? You said you like your ogre as well. Uh, do so, I, I don't oh, think you yeah, should. Okay. Don't so think sh- are you saying maybe, maybe I should be going to, for some like oat milk or yeah. soy milk? Um, See, so, yeah, I would say definitely not. I think you, you do enough. Do you know what I mean? 
I think you're probably good enough. You can have a bit of milk in your tea if you want to. <laughs> yeah, I guess I guess I can I can treat myself every morning to mm-hmm. uh, to to a cup of milk tea. Uh, yeah, milk milk and cheese is pretty much just as bad as eating beef. That's a really good point. But I do love cheese and milk, mm. and I think I think there is a there is a point where actually eating as a as a vegetarian, I do have to think about my diet first and myself. And actually, am I getting enough food into my body? Am I getting the right amount of food? And I find that quite hard if I don't have any dairy. Mm-hmm. Bit of bit of breaking news for us here. Um, some vegan protesters have just jumped the fence into Buckingham Palace. Oh my um, days! No way! And have been tackled by police with banners saying "Reclaim Royal Land" in a protest against the dairy industry. Oh wow! Huge as that's we huge. speak and breathe. Unbelievable. But Prince, so, but that, that's a really weird fact because I, well, I think Reclaim Prince, Royal Land. Prince Charles has been a really good person for like the UK countryside and surprisingly early surprisingly early into his tenure he was kind of pushing the book on this yeah before yeah, yeah. Tenure. Was, was tenure oh. I don't know his lack oh, thereof yeah, yeah, yeah. his lack it's thereof much, yeah, rather yeah but yeah I think no I think I think the royals have been champions they're saying they, for, like, they what, could for, like, wildlife rewild their and... land and move away from meat and dairy there's so the the protesters are saying specifically to the royal family to do that. Well, because you know, for like the duchy duchy line at Waitrose is the is is is, is Prince Charles. It's the, Prince the, Charles, the, the Prince is, of Wales, yeah. And he, you get Prince Charles milk, Prince Charles meat, Prince Charles um, cheese, all this stuff, because he is like it, down in Cornwall. Biscuits, and yeah. I've heard he, I, I've heard duchy. he licks every biscuit before it goes in the box. Oh really? That would explain. That would explain a lot. <laughs> Well, they're just going. They're just going for the royal family specifically, and just doing. Well, because the royal family have so much land, and they. But I think I think the thing is, people don't know where that land is. So that the the city of London each year gives the queen an axe, a nail, and like a, a dagger or something to pay for rent of of this land. This has been going on for hundreds like of years. Like a peppercorn rent type. Yeah, kind yeah, of but thing. no one knows. So where she'll this land own is. the freehold, but not necessarily the leasehold. Yeah, but top. no one knows where that land is, though. So there's there's lots of this royal land that's been lost yeah. because like the papers have. Been I bet lost. you though. I bet you a lot of that will be in the Scottish Highlands. Um, yeah. Do you, do you do you think is that is there a Balmoral? Yeah. All that stuff and that's very cheap land that would make up a big part of that number because I mean that is a ridiculously big number. Mm. Um, Cornwall, London, Windsor, Great Park. Yeah. Windsor. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's all. Over. So I can definitely see why those why those vegan people did jump the fence because yeah. if they're such yeah. massive landowners, they could be the ones that are really driving this change and being like, right, we're going to do this. It's definitely a good thing, and it's the same with the football. The uh, people cable tying themselves to the goalposts and stuff. I mean, yeah, maybe your average football fan might find that really annoying, but at the end of the day, like, get a grip. It's a game of football. It's a load of guys kicking a ball around the field. <laughs> yeah. And in the grand scheme of things, if someone wants to protest, I, dis- uh, I think yeah, of course you would disagree. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I, I'm, I'm saying it from this point. So if I'm at Goodison Park, get off you know, the pitch, get off no, the pitch. Yeah, yeah. I want to see football. If, no, 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 no. It's not like that. It's not like that. This is not what I'm saying. If I'm at Goodison Park, okay, just as much as if I was at Tyne Castle, I would, I could almost guarantee you that if uh, I took a survey, just, just for our viewers, yeah, what, what's that's, Tyne Castle? That's the theatre of dreams, my friends. Forget your old Trafford, okay? <laughs> Fortress, all right? That's where the mighty Jam Tarts play. But as I Wait, go, what on, was it? What was it? If I was at, if I was at Goodison me. Park, this is where the guy ran on. If I was at Goodison Park, I could make a, 
I could almost guarantee you that if I went around that ground and thought how many people are like, you know, seriously really thinking about climate change, not a chance, okay? That's just, it's a football fan, so that's just what I'm saying. Now, you are the people from that Everton game, more people would have gone home going, oh, did you see that idiot tie himself to the goalpost? What a load of nonsense. And then instantly just go like that. The more, the, he has not convinced more people at that football game to be climate aware than he has put off, in my opinion. But he's got people By talking himself about... To the he's yeah. got yeah. people talking, talking about... Talking yeah, and I think, all, I think that all no talk way. is good talk about this, really, yeah. surely. And anyone that's got their head in the sand not caring about climate change, there's no way, unless you sit them down and properly chat to them, no matter what you say, it's just going to, if anything, cement their beliefs in what they think. It's very hard... Was Is there some sort of... It's very hard to, to, to make people change opinion, but I think that's exactly what it is. It's, yeah, and I do think... Going for going for football to be fair as well is is something that definitely could be done because as we well I don't know as I said to you the other day like players were flying around the equivalent of like four times around the world for you and me yes yeah, so in a calendar year do you think that 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 the sport of football could be leading away in Charlie in climate change change action because it's it's a sport that's played all around the world everyone knows it everyone know, knows the players. If they, if all these big teams were to be like, okay, we we're going to have this zero carbon policy, that's quite a big change. Do do you think that 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 sports uh, should be I, should be taking? I don't know, like but this? definitely, I think big bodies like that do have a responsibility. It's the same with what we're saying about big business, big sport, all this sort of thing. I mean, if we want to get down to it, obviously these things are about making money and that sort of thing. But at the end of the at the end of the day, I think the only way that that sort of big capitalist consumerism should even be allowed from those big companies and we should allow them to make that money which is fine is that with that comes a responsibility um, and I don't think it would be that difficult for big football teams like you say to to be big forerunners in big issues like this for example definitely I mean we've seen we've seen the Premier League take stances on many things that like climate change come to the forefront like f football has a good voice streams to millions of people but at the same time I'm gonna be cynical here like I I would be shocked if it comes to a point where a Liverpool a Manchester United a, a Chelsea huge Real Madrid all these huge teams no matter what most of the time in the organization of that football club they're they are a sports team and their uh, their objection is is to just win games and win trophies they're gonna be the chairman of Real Madrid is going to be more concerned about getting a new striker in than addressing climate change. That's yeah. my cynical thing, and I I do believe that, and I think that's true. I don't think I think they definitely could do more, but uh, like, are you saying they should be advocates in a way? Like, should we get players like really going for it? I think we should get whole clubs or like uh, league saying we we are going to be a carbon neutral league. But that would all, yeah. So that would own if they were going to be carbon neutral, then they probably that's probably waving goodbye to European football. That's not, probably waving not, goodbye not to not necessarily. It just means that people would have to if they if they have a match in Spain, so you can say, train it. No, that's not that, either that's, get a train or a bus or but a then, ferry. But then, yeah, and that, then you that come takes back. A really long time. And then if and they, then when do you so you you train for two days and then you're playing on a, a Tuesday night and then you come back on a on a Friday and you've got a game on Saturday. Car being carbon neutral isn't not emitting carbon; it's making sure yeah, you're I know, offsetting I know. So so if carbon you, as you are. If and you there are, are massive flying. companies in London, some of the biggest companies 
in the entirety of the world are now carbon neutral, net zero carbon. Some are even negative carbon. And so football clubs could definitely do that, I think. Leagues could do that. It wouldn't mean the end of European football at all, I don't think. No, I didn't say that. So I think would the, um, the, uh, the, uh, the, the league that, that Hart's playing, the, what, the, uh, the, the, the Scottish Premier League, come on. Yeah, yeah. So that, that <laughs> the could <what>? probably... <laughs> SPL, Scottish Premier League. That, that could probably be a carbon neutral league. Because, oh, like, scathing, no, actually. No, because most of the players come from the country. Yeah. yeah. Most uh, of them. They never really leave. Who, yeah, and, they, this is and, 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 and you can so drive to most places. You can drive to most places. Mate. Yeah, exactly. You can oh, have okay. a very low carbon carbon footprint. That is so true. They do drive. They do drive. Yeah, like that's they what I'm do. Saying. They get a bus. They get coached to Scotland. Yeah. They do. That's what um, I'm saying. They they could quite easily be a carbon neutral league. Mm. <sighs> okay, but then I don't know. I mean, I I I, I, don't, I don't know what you're saying about like players because no way. Like no other big teams. I'm just okay. We're still on Scottish football. But Celtic Rangers Hearts like. We've all got like lots Celtic of imports. Rage. Like we've got an Australian midfielder. Celtic have got like some great Japanese boys in now. Like it's not just really? like we're, it's not it's not we're not all just like these barbaric all, Celts okay. kicking a ball around <laughs> still. Like okay, it's so pretty fully all, formed. I can okay. My 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 knowledge of of uh, of, of of the of the league is is pretty poor. Yeah. So there are there are players there are players. Yeah, outside, yeah, significantly, and that has been for quite a while. Started by the old Henrik Larsson, but you know, yeah. But I yeah. think it's there is a possibility that they could quite easily be carbon neutral. I think. Yeah, agreed. And I think that football as a as a body would be a really good thing to to sort of pave the way for for uh, for some of these things. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Okay. Do you? So we're kind of running up here. Do you? Do you think that? Um, do you want to? I get the impression that you're you're kind of you really want to when you finally leave this world you'll want to look back on it and go ah well you know at least I did my bit to kind of offshoot it offshoot it a lot that'll be like a big priority do you um, think when you're kind of sitting in your elderly years and you can no longer go out and protest you can no longer go out and make these what, bigger I'll, impacts I'll be, I'll be thinking what did I do or would you be brewing over not doing more as, yeah I think the situation I, I definitely grows have. more dire I definitely no would intended. have re re regrets if I hadn't made if I hadn't thought I'd, I'd made a difference. Mm. Um, but maybe, but who knows? Maybe my my point of view would have would have changed. Um, so I think I'm not I'm not really sure actually. Okay. I'm not I'm not really sure because my my point of view may have very much changed by the time I'm sixty seventy, mm. and actually maybe I'll be. More re, re relaxed about my uh, my view of the of, of the planet, or, or I'll be more stressed. But that I think that that's exactly what it is. It's stress, and you don't you don't want to be stressed. Let's be honest. I mean, yeah, but someone someone the has balance. to stress over Why it. Why does someone, someone stress over it? Because otherwise, because otherwise, it's See, all. See, this is it. It's, it's almost all... like you feel you have to take on the burden in a, in a little way because, like, someone like me and Zach, you would say, I'm not doing enough. Uh, no, it's just you, you have no worries about it at all. Mm. I don't think that's. I don't know. It's I mean, just. How, how so? Do you think about it day to day? I don't think about it day to day in the sense that I feel guilty about what I'm doing. I definitely am conscious of. Yeah. For example, if someone said, "Should we? Should we drive somewhere?" It's not like I just go, "Okay, let's get in the car and drive." I definitely think, "Okay, driving." 
that's got an impact, is it necessary, blah, blah, blah. Sometimes I will then make that decision and say, you know what, actually, I'm pretty tired, I can't be bothered to walk, and I will then drive, and I'll make that, uh, but I will, I will have thought about it in my head, you know? It's not like I'm just ignorantly going through life thinking, oh, the planet, I owe the planet nothing, it owes me everything, and just like, yeah, yeah, okay, 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 that's that, that's not, that's not what I, what I would have thought, actually. And that's already huge. That is already hu like, genuinely the fact that, just the, just the fact that if that if that is already a question in Zach's mind, and and because I feel like only recently have we woken up and gone, oh my god, no, by the way, we need to do something about this otherwise. And like, know that that is no question. Whereas, ten years ago, like, obviously you can drive, but that no, that I would think, I don't I know if that actually, would be a question. I think the reason it is a question for me is more because of like growing up that was once again a bit like diddy not to the same extent but it was always a thing like food waste was mm -hmm, a mm -hmm, massive mm -hmm, thing mm -hmm. um never allowed to waste food at all um i can't remember the last time like food was wasted never really if we could if you can get the train if we can get the train or walk somewhere or somewhere else won't drive like i can't even remember the last time like i drove somewhere with my family because my, my, really? my parents hate driving because um, it's just unnecessary. That's n not necessarily purely because of uh, because of the climate, but it's definitely definitely significant. My mum's massive on recycling. She will literally get really angry at us if we throw like recycling yeah. in the bin and stuff. So it's always be once again, it's just sort of conscious. But then equally, I I definitely try and balance it with just like living a pretty comfortable like chill life, you know. Yeah. So I don't know. Diddy, if you had to, uh, if you had to give. If you had to give, uh, if you had to give me, if you had to give the listeners three things, priorities, okay, three things that to just leave us with, that we should know, just go out and implement. Maybe just a just a thought process. Something that you can do right now. Yeah, the most important change, the most effective. Change. I don't say like go vegan, stop flying, and uh, <laughs> move. To why, the, not? why not? Move to a small holding in Hutch. Stop signing Australian players. <laughs> something that everyone could sort of, ev someone something. could do today. I think no, but I, if you do, if you do think that, say that. So you know, if you really think it's that dramatic, I like think, it really so, is okay, that necessary. Firstly, I think I should think. I think that people should in in increase increase the thought of climate on their conscience, mm. just in general. No, Ju just in general, just in general. Okay. Uh, I think people should also be more be more aware of public transport. People should 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 walk more. Like people drive to the library. That's yeah. I am so shocked by who that. Who would do that? Who, who would do that? <laughs> I mean, who would own a car, right? <laughs> Come on. True. Um, and just be yeah. I think sort of think more about like those small trips that you might take driving when actually you could get a bus or, Wait, you, so or you could. Are walk. you saying so? Are you saying think more about public transport as in take more public transport, or are you saying actually sometimes even walk over public transport? Yeah, yeah, for sure, for but sure. Surely public public transport. I guess you could argue by walking instead of taking the tube. Okay, the well, tube's not going to be stopping. Well, the tube's I'm, still going. Yeah, yeah okay, I mean? fine. This is people, what, what people often say, but we're, we're trying to we're trying to wrap but I that guess, there. yeah, yeah. yeah um, you could just say the same thing about going past the chicken and it's like, oh, the chicken's still there. Someone else well, is going to yeah, get yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. I guess, yeah. Okay, and, th and my, my, my third point uh, would be to consume less meat and more vegetables. Because firstly, it's, it's healthier. Mm. And secondly, it's healthier for the planet as well. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, well, uh, yeah, just got us there. Thank you very much, Diddy. That was uh, very informative. Cheers from Mr. Buster. I definitely feel climate conscious. Oh, exactly.
Yeah. Yeah, yeah very sure. nice. Thank you for coming on. We'll make sure to have you on again. Yeah. Cheers from uh, Diddy Bostock. Purple Radio Podcasts. Thanks for downloading this Purple Radio Podcast. For more great content and to listen live, head to purpleradio.co.uk. Okay.